when I travel around and do conferences from time to time, I will ask the question of the people. Nobody doubts we are not in a huge mess. We are clearly in maybe one of the biggest messes in human history. And it's not because there weren't tougher times of war or famine. There was, there has been. But never before in human history has there been such lack of any kind of belief. Even in the pagan times before Christianity, there was a belief in something, be it incorrect, the God, sun God, or the moon God, but there was a belief in some kind of a transcendent being, force. Today, we live in an instance of human history that is at the lowest belief of any of that. And the results, I think, are we are in such a mess. I mean, we, we look at the taking of life in the womb. We look at the redefinition of marriage, the stripping of religious freedom, the indoctrination of our children, the massive use of pornography, contraception, the advancement of socialism and atheistic communism. We look at all these things. Which one is at fault? Which one is the reason for the mess we are in? Actually, those are all symptoms. If we acted and received the grace that God gives us, there would be no threat of those things because we would reject them. We would reject them and they would be no existence. But we don't. Why? The true, those are just symptoms. The true root of the problem, I fully believe, absolutely unequivocally do I believe, is we are not baptizing our children. I have said this before, and I implore everyone who is listening, please, please baptize. It is only through baptism that we receive the supernatural grace. Now, we can live in this world with, with different things, like, for instance, love. But the love that we have on this earth is only a natural love. We cannot get to the supernatural level without the grace of baptism. That is why we are redefining love. Because the love that we have on this earth now is only supernatural. I love ice cream. I love Michigan football. I love, you know, I, 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 I love my, my neighbor, yes. But to get that to be supernatural, we have to have the grace of baptism. You know, many people are not baptizing their children. This is a huge mistake. Huge. I said the other day, I was like, remember that movie way back years ago, Pretty Woman, where, uh, what's her name, Julia Roberts walks into the store, and they didn't serve her, and then later she comes back and she buys like a million dollars worth of clothes, and she looks at him and she says, big mistake, big mistake, big, big, big mistake. That's what I keep thinking here. By not baptizing our children, big mistake, big mistake. You know, the baptismal rite is not just a symbol of grace. I can't emphasize this enough. It is the actual effective cause of grace. It's not a symbol. It is the grace itself. Baptism confers on the person the first sanctifying grace and all supernatural virtues, faith, hope, and love. You do not have those on your own. You cannot earn those on your own. Faith, hope, and love only come through the gift of baptism. It takes away original sin and personal sin, if there is any, along with all the punishment that we are due to sin. I mean, you talk about cleansing. You talk about cleaning the house. 
That is it. Baptism impresses the Christian character in the soul, allowing all the other sacraments. That's why you can't have any other sacraments without baptism. You know, it's the grace to allow us to share in the divine life of God. They become God's adopted children, God's family. It's very important. When we are born, you know, we, we, we you know, it's, well, Father, I want my child to make the choice, okay? When your child was born, did you give them the choice to be a part of your family? Did you say, well, we're not going to name the child because we want them to make that choice when they're 18. We want them to pick their name? Of course not. Did you say, well, we're going to let them decide at age seven, the age of reason, if they want to make, be part of this family or not? No, of course not. You gave them a name. They were brought into your family since the day they were born. In fact, since the day they were conceived. You had the name. You had the vision in, 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 in your heart. They were part of your family. You started making plans. You didn't say, well, you know, we'll just give birth to them because that's all a mother does and then let them choose. No. You know, non-Catholics, they criticize us Catholics for infant baptism, saying that instead you need to be born again first. Do you ever hear that? You got to be born again. You need the born again experience. And, and they say that they first accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, and then they get baptized. The problem is... You need that grace. That's not salvific. It's not, it's not a sacrament. It's only a sign of their conversion. That's why they don't put emphasis on it. It cannot be given to those, for instance, they believe that are under 18. Well, you've just left your 18-year-old wide open, wide open to spiritual attacks. He's walking or she's walking around with original sin. She has no grace of faith, hope, and love. And you're leaving them in that state. We don't want to do this. They are leaving their children with original sin, which needs to be removed as soon as possible. And baptism, it is the born-again experience. It is salvific. It does give the grace. How do I know this? Father, you're, you're, are you saying baptism saves you? No, I'm not. The Bible is. I'm just reiterating it. What about 1 Peter 3.21? Quote, this is 1 Peter 3.21. Baptism now saves you. That's all you have to do is quote that. If anybody says that, you Catholics, what are you doing? Baptism now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a clear conscience. That's what John the Baptist is talking about. Did you repent? Are you being baptized? This is what this reading is all about. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. What about that Philippian jailer? Remember who uh, Paul and Silas had converted? Do you remember this? This was Acts verse, uh, chapter 16. He said, we are told that at the same hour of the night, he baptized all of the family. All of the family doesn't include children. All of the family was baptized, Acts 16.33. Wow. Paul recalled this in 1 Corinthians 1.16. I did baptize also the entire household of Stephanus. Entire household. 
Oh, wait a minute, not the children. This is crazy. Thus, Peter, Peter declared in Acts 2.38, repent, is what John the Baptist is saying, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, for the promise is to you and to your children. It says it right there in the Bible. I, this is one of the things that I just can't grasp my mind around. You know, I try as hard as I can to, to understand apologetics and the differences in belief and try to explain them and lovingly invite. This one, I just don't grasp because it is stated right in Scripture. Acts 2, 38, 39. For the promise is to you and your children. Paul notes that baptism has replaced circumcision. This is Colossians 2.11. Now listen to this. This is interesting. Usually only infants were circumcised in the old law. Why? Because very few people, adults, converted to the Jewish faith. They were born into it. So they, they didn't really circumcise adults. Plus, I don't think any adult would want that. They usually do it when they were children. So usually only infants were circumcised. Now, circumcision of adults was rare, since I said there were few converts to Islam. So if Paul meant to exclude infants from baptism, he would not have chosen circumcision as a comparison. He would not have said baptism replaces circumcision if he didn't include infants because circumcision was done to infants. So if Paul says baptism replaces circumcision, why would he not be talking about infants? Because they circumcised infants. It would make no sense if they only baptized adults to say that baptism replaced circumcision because circumcision was for the infants. We have to baptize our children. And you know, only one parent has to agree. Now, you can't be taking the neighbor baby away from the parents and, and taking them into your bathroom and filling up the bathtub. No, you can't do that. This has to be registered through a church, so there's a record. And one of the parents, at least, has to agree. But this is that important. <clears throat> this goes all the way back to the beginning. St. Augustine, quote, The custom of Mother Church in baptizing infants is certainly not to be scorned, nor, does it to be, nor is it to be believed that its tradition is anything except apostolic. That comes from the first centuries of the church. What about this one? Baptize first the children, and if they can speak for themselves, let them do so. Otherwise, let their parents and other relatives speak for them. You know where that was written? In the apostolic tradition, 2116 from the second century. Wow. But fundamentalists try to ignore all this historical writings from the early church, which clearly indicate the legitimacy of infant baptism. 
There is no doubt that the early church practiced infant baptism and no Christian objections ever to this practice were voiced until the Reformation 1,500 years later. There are many things that I stress up here to you. The properness of voting in the right way, the properness of doing all forms of prayer, of vocal, meditative, and contemplative. I say stress the need to fast. I, I, I stress all these things up here. But I can think of few things that are more important than me stressing, please baptize. Please. This is the reason, again, I fully believe we are in the state we are in. Without the supernatural graces of faith, hope, and love, we cannot reach the supernatural level. This is why when, when my own aunt said, she was talking about somebody she works with, and she says, well, you know, he doesn't go to church. He lives with his same-sex partner. Um, he doesn't really, you know, believe in anything, but he's such a good person. Yes, we are all good. We were all created ontologically good. We all are. We are all good. And he is good. He may help at the soup kitchen. He may help his, you know, his children and put them through college. Absolutely. But all of that good is on a natural level. All of that good remains on an earthly level. You can do a lot of good on the earthly level without having any belief in God. You can do a lot of good on the earthly level and a lot of love that you love your neighbor and, and you, you love your, your family, but it's all on the natural level. To get that to the supernatural level, to the agape level that God talks about, you can't do it without God. This is why we are killing each other. This is why we are aborting. This is why we are changing genders. This is why we are allowing our children to be indoctrinated because we do not have that supernatural grace in our soul. And we want it in the soul from the beginning of their life. So to finish, have you been saved? Have you ever asked that question? Again, back to my book, my airport stories. I always talk about my airport stories. I can write a book on all the airport experiences. And when they see the collar, it's beautiful because it's like a magnet. And, and when I get the non-Catholics and they come up to me, it's, it, is, it is beautiful. And several times I've, I've had Catholics come up to me, to, to me as a priest, have you been saved? <laughs> I have. I've been baptized. That's the Catholic answer. Now, we still have to cooperate with that grace. It's not automatic. Just because there will be souls that are baptized that are lost because we don't, we don't cooperate with the grace. But you get baptized and you cooperate with the grace, you will be saved. And so when I'm asked, are you saved? I say, yes, I've been baptized. I'm now an adopted son of God. Now, I offend my father. I do stupid things. I say even dumber things, but I'm trying. That's the repentance that John the Baptist is asking us for. You know, Divine Mercy Sunday, Father Seraphim used to teach, is like a second baptism. Now, it's not a second baptism. You don't get baptized twice. Why is it like a second baptism? Because in your first baptism, I said a second ago, not only does it wipe away all sin, but all the punishment that is due for sin. 
maybe what you would call the consequence to sin. Divine Mercy Sunday wipes away all of that as well. That's why Divine Mercy Sunday is like a second baptism. Well, Father, I don't believe you need it to be, to be saved. You know, well, yeah, God is above the sacraments. God can do what he wants. He, he's not constrained by the sacraments, but we are. Mark 16, 16. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. John 3, 5, Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. This is pretty shocking. So I will finish by saying, don't despair though. Just because maybe a relative of yours died and was not baptized, can they still be saved? Okay, the church teaches that yes, there can be, you need to be baptized. We just read it. Jesus just said it. You cannot enter the kingdom of God without being baptized. But the sacrament guarantees it, okay? But don't despair if maybe somebody isn't Catholic or somebody working with Aborigines in Australia or something like that, because there is such a thing as baptism by desire and baptism by blood. Baptism by desire means God gives that soul the opportunity, if they had no opportunity to be sacramentally baptized, he would give them the opportunity to accept and desire a baptism in their heart. And baptism by blood, those are people who have died for the faith. I personally believe little children, I got a scathing comment, you can see it right there on YouTube, saying you Catholics believe that babies are going to hell because they're not baptized. No, that is not Catholic Church teaching. Okay, first of all, a child is under the age of reason of seven is incapable of committing sin. But what is original sin? That is only wiped away in baptism. But I truly believe that the little child, for instance, that was aborted was a baptism of martyrdom. Baptism that of blood and this soul, this little baby soul is under the age of reason. So, yes, that is not church teaching that a baby who dies before being born or aborted cannot go to heaven. Of course they can. But for us, who have every chance and choice to not only baptize ourselves or get baptized, but to baptize our children, it's a grave responsibility. So please, if you say, Father, don't scare us, this is probably the only time I'm going to say, I'm trying to scare you. <laughs> I want you to baptize. We need to baptize. We have to baptize. We must baptize. It says it right there. So again, I want to emphasize the words of the scriptures. Again, Matthew 16, 16, he who believes and is baptized is saved. John 3, 5, Jesus answered, very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the spirit. Again, I explained that that, that can be beyond sacramental baptism, baptism by desire, baptism by blood, but don't risk it. Do the baptism. Praise be to God that he has given us this grace. And in today's world, there's no reason we can't do it. Praise be to God that all of you, I know in your hearts, will desire to baptize our babies. Because I believe this, you know, when the baptism stopped was really about 40 years ago. In the 80s, 70s and 80s is when the baptism started 
I had one priest tell me uh, that he only now used to, used to do a couple baptisms a week. He told me, now he does a few baptisms a year. Can you imagine? This priest said, I used to do several baptisms a week, and now I do several or just a few a year. So I believe that when we stopped baptizing back 70s and 80s, 40 years ago, those are now the precious children growing up without the supernatural grace. And this is a big reason we're in the mess we're in. Please, please baptize. And God bless you and know that God's just waiting with open arms to shower that mercy upon us. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.